Well, this looks like this will be my last episode here for a while. I'll be back. When, like I said, once things are less COVID-y, then COVID-y. I'll, I'll come. I'm gonna intend. My intention is to be here every every Friday in person. So. Yeah. Wayne, he's so upset. Aki Yellow couldn't make it. Aww. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll tell you one thing. I love everyone saying, like, we'll miss you. Like, like, oh, man, we're never going to hear Lane's voice again. No, I'm still going to be on the show, guys. It's just not going to be here in person for the first little bit. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. As I tweeted earlier today, when we finally get vaccinated, I'm going to wear that fucking proof of vaccination card on my shirt like it's a goddamn Pokemon badge. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Kill the roll call. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster? Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Greycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse! Goldcaster Garza. A spark of courage, the power of dreams. Orange caster, global soft perka. Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world. Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 327. And Blaze is on point. It's episode Spinda. Which one, though? Yeah, there's you have like to... there's like a thousand combinations of spinda. Yeah, you have to give me a specific one. Yeah, every time, every every single time you run into spinda, into whoever spinda, posts the first spinda image gets the credit for the episode. There you go. Okay. Damn yeah. it! Because every every spinda you run into, it's a different one every time. Yeah. I never noticed that until some it's episode out. that spinda. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember that I really liked the move teeter dance because it was like. I liked in the Pokemon anime when it was Spinda's character focus episode. Uh, Brock Brock always caught the Spinda with the broken hearts. Oh. So, like, there's the one yeah. with the heart, and, like, the one that Brock catches, it's, like, it's a broken heart. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Just... Uh, so, yeah, this, we're a group of Spindas <laughs> get together every week to talk about the latest Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, and a third thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to us for the first time... Thank you for tuning in. I am, of course, Greycaster Rube Boob Lube Noob. <laughs> the broken, the broken Swinda. Perfect. Because because Blaze told me that was my name, and so I had to oblige him and change it. So I didn't because that's stupid. No, it's funny. I was actually kind of <laughs> hoping everyone would do that. So Rube Boob Lube Noob. Well, while you contemplate that, don't forget to use our code in the description for $5 off your first gift the dishes order. Time for loop noob. <laughs> Show Factory lied to me. Oh, yeah, Show Factory fucking blue balled us super I badly. I can't believe they, there's no way they didn't know that they no. were going to bait everyone. No, no. here's they what I think. They talked about what? it and then... I'm waiting for Emily to finish. No, I just said they talked about it and then I don't know what I'm and saying. And then? Okay, so... Show Factory, you know, they released this. They released this tweet on their Show Factory TV app saying, "Tell us, tell uh, tell us you want more Super Sentai DVDs without telling us you want more Sentai DVDs." The entire fandom blew up, thinking, "Oh man, we're finally getting more Super Sentai DVDs." Nope. But then they're like, 
Oh, psych. We don't have anything planned. No, it was a funny gift thing. Here's what I'm thinking. They probably wanted to show this to Hasbro to be like, just to see? show. Yeah, just to see, like, see, there are a lot of people that really want more Sentai DVDs. Hasbro said no. And, oh, and like, Shout was, like, was really hoping this would change their, like, change their ways. So they're like, fuck. And then they walked away. With so they had to bail out last minute and be like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm surprised they didn't just up and delete the tweet and just pretend it never happened. No, oh, people would have fucking questioned them about it. Yeah, it's better off to just be like, uh... So they basically went, oh, you want some? That's nice. Uh, No, it's like, Biff. Oh, you want your ball? You want your ball? Frozen. Go get it! Yeah, frozen into the other person's lawn. (laughs) Go get it! Uh, They they threw it into the fan sub yard. (laughs) (laughs) Go get him! (laughs) So uh, this week we're talking about Comrade Saber episode 19, Kira Major episode 40... And for a feature topic, as requested by myself, uh, we are talking about the first two episodes of uh, Shodenshi Bioman. Fuck, I, I almost was about to reverse that. Yeah, Shodenshi <laughs> Bioman. Bioman Shodenshi. Because, Bo- Bochenshi Bioman. Because I always ask Gar, why, like, when are we watching Bioman for the Sentai Tributes? And he's like, eh, not this year, but we'll get around to it eventually. And so I was like, I'll oh, do it, it this afternoon. Yeah, because Gar, Gar, Gar was watching Bioman for, like, the past fucking, like, two months. Three so, months, actually. Yeah. So like every day I would ask why, oh man. So like constantly I would just always hear the opening and the ending themes. So I'd just be like Joe Denchi <laughs> by oh man. Fun fact, same singer of the cover of Black Black RX opening. Okay. Uh yeah. So Saber <laughs> Saber noises. Saber noises? <laughs> Props to Tassel for the fucking triple clone scare. That scared the fucking crap out of me. Yeah, my He's first beca- note was just Tassel clones. He's becoming more powerful. You, you could say my reaction was like the face of the week, which was fucking just <laughs> May. May did, yeah, May did that, and I like because like I was trying to find a face of Yuri doing something funny, which like I almost did when he was trying to get the phone. But then I saw I saw May do that face, and I was like, "No, I, I have to." Every time May, May makes a face like that, like it's gold. So yeah. like I need to. It was like weirdly at the same time hilarious, adorable, and fucking cringe that Yuri was just trying to steal May's phone. At first, no, like when I watched the episode a few days ago, like I saw him grab the phone, and then like Reiko was talking to someone on the phone. So I thought Yuri was talking to her on the phone. I was no, like, no, 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 no. See, that's what I thought at first, but then we find out that she's talking to someone about finding the Sword of Light. So we don't know yet know who Reika's talking to. But she's she just after didn't know Yuri was the Sword of Light. No, so like, she watched them. <laughs> Yuri, Yuri, do you know where you can, do you think you can find the Sword of Light? Uh, yeah, no, totally. I'll I'll find it. Oh man, you're, I can't let Reika know that I'm secretly the Sword of Light. Then she'll expose me to everyone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sounds like a fucking Teletoon anime. Oh. <sighs> Parker, I need you to go get pictures of the Spider Man. Spider-Man didn't do that. Yes, he did. Oh, Decker brings up a good point. It's probably Master Logos, who we saw on the scan. Logos. He knows how to use a phone? He's per- you don't know his life. Hey, they don't have real phones. They have the fucking Gatry cars. Gatry, uh, Gatry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for some reason, for most of this part, like, Yuri, like, 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 I like that the start of the episode starts with, like, Toma and, uh, like, May just being like, 
Why couldn't you have said, use me to cut her down? Wield me! And I like how they did not actually just shrug that off as an end of episode joke. Yeah, they actually straight up grilled him about it. Minuri's, Why didn't you tell us sooner, you stupid idiot? Yuri's like, you didn't ask. <laughs> That's not good enough! We're talking about human lives! I could have fucking killed her! Although, like, I have to again point out the fact that Saber, as Crimson Dragon, did separate Yuki from Yeti. Couple episodes ago. Yeah, it's because he's the dragon of light. I don't know. <laughs> like, so um, I feel like that might. So have been... yeah, the the only weird part of this episode for me was just Yuri being weird, trying to grab May's phone because he's trying to be like so nonchalant about it, and like he, they they like have his hands like grabbing it, and then he's in front, and he's like trying to look at it and fill around, and then like when Thomas trying to like look, he's like. Uh, yeah, so we'll figure out this uh, whole the, 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 the organization thing. Your, friend, your friends are stupid. <laughs> I'm to, Yuri. You need to teach them a lesson. I will say that I. I think I, it would have been funnier, honestly, if it, if they should have done the scene where he's like they're trying to get more explanation out of him, more exposition and stuff like that in context, and he's just sitting there like reading the comic book, just being like, uh -huh. "Oh, this is interesting." Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and May just fucking grabs it, like, can you fucking, like, tell us what you need to know? I think that would have been funnier. Yeah, and they never really went into why he was so fast. Oh, there actually, like, pages from the comic? Where are these coming from? Oh! From Charlie's official site. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Gotcha. Don't touch me. I'm a ex-hero. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my gosh. What touch you? That is... That it's is all might. Gotcha. Don't touch me. I'll be just bright. I'm the brightest hero. You are over. over. Don't touch me, please. Look at his belt. It looks like the belt that fucking Psycho has. That's the joke. Oh, my God. I like the random Marilyn Monroe going wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's great. I will, He's cool and all. Regarding the comic, I will say that my favorite part of the episode... As much shit as I give Yuri, like seeing him, like, so fascinated with the comic that he, like, dra gets dragged into battle by May because he's too distracted reading it, and then when he henchens, the fucking comic gets absorbed into it with him. Yeah, so I'm, like, kind of wondering if, like, maybe, like, the next time, like, he, like, henches or something, he just, like, pulls the ride book out, and he's like, what the fuck? Wait, uh, oh, okay. No, you know what I think? Because Yuri seems to have a new stupid bullshit power every single week... I think he can make Wonder Ride books, and he's going to willingly transform the comic into a Wonder Ride book. What was so fucking funny was just like they go, they go see Yuri or whatever like that, and she's trying to like, like, like figure out like what the fuck happened, like why she turned to a monster who was Saber, like wielding that sword, and like Mace. And like, I don't know anything. Yuri just out of nowhere just fucking puts his hand right in her fucking face. Wipes her memory fucking clean of the forget, event. Forget, 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 But it was so fucking sudden and out of nowhere, I fucking just died. Her. He just clamps his hand on her fucking face. And like while they're talking, and while they're talking, he's like picking up like a rice cooker and looking at it, and he's like, "Ah, fuck, tut." <laughs> because he's so fascinated by modern technology, which goes back to what I was trying to say earlier. They didn't really go into why Yuri was trying to steal May's phone, but I think it's just a case of. Man who's been awake, asleep for a thousand years, fascinated by modern technology. But it's a good thing May had, like, a really loud ringtone on it. No, it was an alarm, because oh, yeah. an unauthorized trying to access it. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. She, she probably has, like, a fingerprint scanner unlock on her phone or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, thing I noticed in this episode, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, go ahead. but it was okay. the thing I kept noticing 
was that um, apparently the mysterious girl who came and took over everything really wants to cut the light budget. <laughs> so it's dark there. She, they, they just they just sit in the dark now. I guess at the southern base is a lot more economically minded. So they just sit in the dark, and then the Megiddo also had the same idea because now they're sitting in the dark for some reason. Yeah, the southern base is dark in this episode. Yeah. Also, Legio, Legio was my own. He's like, fuck! He's like, fuck! The book was fucking done. It was complete. It was finished. And Zeus is just like, yeah, but it got destroyed. So you can just start over again. Somebody's Leggy yelling. This is. This is a lesson for all you kids out there. Backups. <laughs> Always make backups Always of your make work. Backup books, yeah. But, but, so uh, like we... I was saying, with the whole uh, amnesia thing, at least it's not like Superman 2. So, oh my goodness, you're Superman. I can't believe Clark kisses Lois. So then they Clark, just. You well, doing here? He didn't have to kiss you if you didn't do that. that so, then they, so then they just have this big idea where they're like, well, why don't we just plant a bunch of these books and then fucking random people? And so, like, you Q-Montage. see Zeus, like, do, like, flips and, like, cartwheels, and he's like, ha ha! Book! Yeah, Zuos does parkour, and Storius just make, makes himself an absolute fucking creeper. So then we meet we meet this 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 young young lad named Shingo who who's uh, apparently like Toma's. We we discover another hobby of Toma's other than uh, books. He he likes dioramas and models. Yeah, so apparently makes that sense. giant diorama in his bookstore was made by him. Yeah, that's awesome. That's it was really well done, including so, the fire. Yeah, so he, he included a mag. He was include. He was like a featured in a magazine, and so like I guess Shingo really got inspired. So he decided to make his own little like kind of like mini fortress. We're like, yeah. kind of surprised that we haven't they haven't brought up the um, model in the bookstore more often because it's really cool. Yeah, just what if Toma made like wrote that book and he made himself the main focus no because sometimes you can get featured in a magazine no, no, you got interviewed in a, in a magazine but, but just just about it's like oh yeah I read about you in the magazine oh the magazine that I wrote about myself <laughs> yeah I made that did, I, did you all catch how fucking awkwardly smiling Toma was in all those magazine shots yeah, yeah that, he, he's probably not good at publicity yeah so it, it's just the Steve Carell photo from the office of him with the fanny pack. The <laughs> fucking story is just like right up at Shingo's face. He's just like, okay. I'll then. make your dreams come true. And thus we get... Disney? We get what I like to think is the mo- fucking weirdest Megiddo we've gotten so far. Yeah, so... I'm guessing he's based on a fairy tale that I have never heard of. So the name of the book is Hadashi no Osama, which literally translates to The Naked King. And it's based on the story, the Emperor's, oh, the Emperor's new, clothes. new Clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, when he's using the was when he's using the fucking staff, like he started like teleporting cars away. At first, I thought he was just turning everything invisible because, like, that's the whole thing about the Emperor's New Clothes. It's like, oh yeah, I made you these clothes; they're invisible, but like everyone sees you. But he was just naked. Uh, I I don't remember. That. I don't remember, remember the that's part. Of that, that's what the story is. Yeah. The Emperor's New Clothes. I've, where I've heard he just Emperor's New Groove. I've heard of Kronk's New Groove. Emperor's <laughs> New School. Never heard of this one. What are you guys talking about? But yeah, so he starts stealing cars off the street to build a castle made of building blocks out of cars. I like the I like the sound. I like the sound like his staff makes. He goes like boop, boop. just makes boop, his staff just makes a trumpet noise. Yeah, it sounds like like the Ibuki trumpet, but like pitched up a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same sound, but just pitched up. 
Uh, but yeah, I like I like when like they go out and like Yuri sees like the car is piled up. He's like, oh, like, he's so fucking. Well, oh, yeah, he doesn't know what a car is. That's, that's what I love about Yuri. I love how he's just like so fascinated by fucking everything in the modern day. It's well, so yeah, cool. he's been asleep for a thousand years. Yeah, well, not asleep. He's been trapped for a thousand well, years. Basically, you know what I mean. Yeah. Ichi, you accidentally just made a Digimon reference. Well, look both ways before you cross the street. See any cars? <clears throat> What's a car? You don't know what a car is. Just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, in that one shot where May is reading the messages off her phone, we finally discover the name of the city this this series takes place in. It's Kagari City. Yeah. You're welcome. Huh? Yeah, I wonder if it's next, next door to Zuami City. Probably. Hey, what's that over there? Just a bunch of guy riders fighting. Let's not go over there. Does Muffle just live more in the background? Yeah. So slash uh, slash and Buster decide like okay we're gonna go we'll go take care of this because they actually have a conversation where we can see that they're not completely sycophantic to the sort of logos like Rintaro and Kenzan are. Yep. They're they're gonna actually investigate shit. Yeah, but thank fucking God! I See? feel like if they just sat down and had like, this little 10-minute Oh yeah, Toma. so at the start, Yuri explained about the Seiken and the Wonder Ride book, and in that image we can see that there are two more Seiken that we haven't seen yet, because yeah. one of them, the top white one, is uh, Mumeiken Kiyomu from the movie. Uh, Kamara Falchian sword. Yeah, so there are two more Seiken that we haven't seen. One of them has like a rapier guard around it. Yeah, so... I'm excited! These next two riders will definitely bump it up to 10, so... Yeah. And apparently there are 19 uh, ride books there. Yeah. And how many ride books have we gotten so far that are, like, the, the oh God, big I can tell you. It, it, yeah, it's hard to say, considering some okay. of them could be, like, so alternate form books. Three, six, nine, because I'm thinking of, like, the main three sword driver riders, then... So that's nine. Uh, 11, then... 13... Uh, 15. Oh, 17. So, basically two more and then that set's complete. Yeah. So one for each of the two Seiken. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, the number's not super yeah, important. I feel, like, I feel like if they just sat down and had a nice civil, civilized chat with Toma, then they could figure everything out. That's the thing. This is becoming one of those series, just like Fi's was, where everything would be solved if they would just have a fro- proper fucking discussion. But unfortunately, every time they get close to doing that, a Megiddo attacks. Do you want a Cobra Kai Season 2 finale? No, because I don't want a Cobra Kai Season 2 finale. Okay, get it. You like the second season finale of Cobra Kai. Yes. Um, But I like this really awesome scene where, like, Shingo shows up at uh, Toma's shop and he just, like, tells Toma, he's like, yeah, like, I really love your dioramas and malls in the magazine, so, like, I got inspired to make my own, and, like, Toma's, like, so fucking, like, like, brought back by it. And And then it gets ruined because Shingo has the book inside of him, and I was like, Fuck! Like I didn't like that that moment was ruined. So so uh, yeah. so so we get this whole sort of like battle royale situation going on between Saber, Psycho, Slash, Storius, and the Osama Megiddo. And uh, at one point, uh, Psycho starts like studying Slash's swordsmanship. Yeah, and even copies it. He's like, "Ooh, you're like, good." Ooh, is he Slash like? This? I mean, I mean, yeah. Like at one point, you see like uh, Ichi made like a, a comment to uh, like he's like. Man, I can't believe, like, Slash is, like, able to freaking like, withstand, like, all this power that, like, Saber keeps throwing on him. And I'm just like, hey, man, he's an experienced swordsman. You could, you could throw all the most shit at him. And, like, he has, like, the simple most, like, best experience. And he'd just be able to take anything. So yeah, I, w- I was surprised because, like, Slash literally goes to Saber, 1v1 me, bitch. And then proceeds yeah, to completely... says you have to prove with your sword. 
the truth. And cool. then he completely tanks both King of Arthur and Dragonic Knight. Yeah, so like literally out of all the all the saber riders, like Slash is the strongest and most skilled of them. And that was just base form. He didn't even need to go Bremen. No, I feel like if he did that, he yeah. would have fucking killed him. <laughs> Maybe. Oh god. This is a spoiler. Um, but yeah, Storius and the Osama Megiddo get away because, of course, this is another two-episode thing. Uh, I, I will say what caught me off guard and made me laugh is just that in the ending, it's it's just Toma and May, but they also decided to splice in shots of Psycho in his face sword form just dancing around. Yes, I love it. And I'm like, you lazy. And I wouldn't have hoped for anything better for adding him to the ending, to be honest. It just comes off as lazy no, in my I opinion. love it. I love every second it of it. They should have just great. put it's actual like Yuri parfait to the opening of a la mode and they just like oh here's a random picture of her in the middle of the shot oh also what's one thing that was important was slash while he's fighting storius he accuses them of stealing sophia and of course it's obvious that megiddo didn't actually do it i think reika did it it probably was reika yep. or maybe whoever reika's talking to yep. you know what this brings up a very good question Whatever happened to Buster's kid? Oh, Sora? <laughs> Watching Netflix. He's under quarantine. Watching Netflix. Watching like, Netflix. Like, like uh, yeah, like Co- Hero. Yeah. Like oh, Koguma oh. Sky Blue's brother. Yeah, brother. yeah, just just at home watching Netflix. Space Netflix. He's over at Jiro's house. Yeah. No, book Netflix. Netbooks? Netbooks. Oh, he's in Jules' art class, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, was it was he actually? Yeah, in Jules yeah, he was that kid who like like uh, machine fire yep. and, like possessed Jules' body and made oh, him like rip the paper. Up. That was Sora. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, uh, speaking speaking of which, uh, the uh, kid actor in this in this episode, like not the kid act, like the teenager Shingo. Yeah, yeah, Shingo. Apparently, he was in an episode of Wizard. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, I don't remember him. Well, oh, it's like, he was like a one-off character. Okay, Wizard was so fucking long ago. Um, so next week, Kenzan is angry, and Disaster finally comes back. Yay! I hope Disaster comes back as Caliber. That'd be fucking sick. Which we I... already know about one thing about Kenzan, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he wields the spot of the sword. The, 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 oh. the Ikazuchi. Oh, neat. Yeah, I saw that in the shop. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Kenzan went, Ree! Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Revenge! He's triggered. Revenge! Well, uh, He's just in a constant state of triggered. The, uh, you know, Toma, to all the writers, make him feel a bit sus. But uh, speaking of sussing... Oh yeah, the whole episode. Wait, that was the wrong sound. You're sus! This, like, the only the imposter would play the wrong sound. <laughs> So episode You're sus because you talked over my audio bumper. Oh. Oh no. You're all sus. <laughs> sus. T- t- sus. <laughs> so this was the Among Us episode, or as I'm calling the episode, Kira Among Us. Or <laughs> <laughs> Among Us. Oh shit! This episode got dark. Yeah. Yeah, what we f- knew it was going to be like an like an imposter type episode, but I didn't expect it to be an absolutely heartbreaking episode. Yeah, the real imposter was the serious emotional episode disguising itself as another funny episode. Yeah, like the yeah, like we meet like this, <laughs> this guy and like he has like he, he's very like just big self esteem issues and like he doesn't it's, leave his house and this this nerdy Hikikomori who I'm sure was designed to target the audience. <laughs> 
and uh, he's hanging out with this this child artist prodigy, Calorie Coon, or, or like. Calorie Coon! I'm sure it was just the internet no, nickname. No, I know, no, but he, like. No, in the cast. In the cast listing, his name is Calorie. Because they didn't come up with an actual name for him. Because also, he was never real. Also, I, yeah. I think like Calories. I, I think Calorie might have also been non-binary. Uh, yeah, I was watching the episode and I'm like, this Calorie character seems like a non-binary person. Apologies if I'm wrong, but that was the impression I got. It might have been. I'm not sure. Yeah. But we see something we haven't seen in the last 20 episodes. Jewel at school. <gasps> Well, outside of school. Yeah. Hey, he's still in a school uniform. Yes. And apparently he has this tablet that he not only draws on, but uploads his drawings to a website called PictavBox. Ah, I see. <laughs> I was going to say, is that supposed to be Pixiv? I see Jewel has finally accepted accepted the fate of drawing on pencil and joined the millennials in the, tw- in the 20th century. Oh, I was like, is DeviantArt not relevant anymore? <laughs> Well, they never really used it in Japan, anyway. Yeah, yeah, DVD, or it's more of like a cringy American site. So, Carantula decides to start ripping off the Megiddo and comes up with a plan to t- turn a human into a Jemenju. Hmm. Because, why? Like, I, I think it's because Carantula is starting to get to the point of, like, why have one monster come out to give us energy? When we could have several monsters to give us energy. You can shop at five or six monsters and you could just... Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so you know, he's starting to think, like, how the audience thinks of, like, why don't you send an army out at once? Yeah, that's too easy. So, the plan that he exacts is to feed off the darkness inside of a human to turn them into a Jemenju by way of the wired Jemen who can shapeshift into other people. And yeah, the wire will be exposed. throughout this episode, if you pause the frame, you can spot many advertisements for the fucking Lupin Ranger animation. I, and also not Precure in the background, too, I noticed. Definitely not. But just, my mind is blown. Because it's like, you know, at the end of Loop Hat, hey, it's a manga based on Lupin Ranger and Pat Ranger. Rue Soldier brings it up. Episode 2 of Kira Major brings it up. What if we but, actually but, end up getting a fucking Kira Major or prob- Lupin Ranger animation? We probably won't, but just like, just how far this joke is going to go. It'll be in Zenkaiger too. Which I want it in Zenkaiger for it to be uh, Lupin Ranger, the animation, the, the movie. movie. Like a movie, it, yes. It just starts with him walking out of the theater. The video game. No, you know what? No, the Lupin Ranger tribute episode for Zenkaiger. Has to acknowledge oh, yeah. a movie yeah. of the anime of the manga based on the team. Yeah. Have it come full fucking circle. No, no. For it to come full circle, it has to get a live action adaptation. <laughs> okay, now you're going no. too far. It goes full no, no, circle. Alright, alright. Um, yeah. So the wire gentleman was super creepy because when they disguised themselves, there was this little fucking piece of wire sticking out of his neck the one time, and that really hurt. Ew. That was cringe to look at. Mm. But it's okay. I feel we... like the band-aid that they used to cover it is actually way more noticeable than the wire piece. I love that they fucking baited us with the band-aid. With the band-aid. Because like, they, sh- they show him putting the band-aid on to cover the wire, and then you see the band-aid on Hata, and you're supposed to assume that he is the wire jamin, but I correctly predicted that it was in fact Calorie-kun who was the wire jamin in disguise. Yep. Which, you know what, that sort of 
it's like you know curveball on like the plot twist because it's like when the like jewel gets contacted in the episode by the other Kira majors be like hey we have a monster uh this jaman that we're fighting he can turn into like other pe- he could turn into other people oh my god the fucking bait out with Sh- shigeru is so funny yeah so it's like so they just, beat the shit out of him yeah so just be on the lookout <laughs> okay thanks and he sees two people walk by and it's like oh hey my like i i know a guy that lives here from our middle school oh what is he into i don't know he hasn't left his house so it's like it starts to make you think of like oh he's he's a hikikomori he's one of them I mean, which I hate. I hate he. It's sad because Hikikomori are. There's a there's a there's a reputation. There's that, and there's just I don't feel like digging into that can of worms today. Yeah, but let's just say there are many documentaries about them. But anyways, like as an or not 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 an organization, but like as like a group. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of documentaries about hoarders too. It's the same sort of. But it. I also like the not subtle at all nod to Shonen Jump. The Shonen Shonen Dash. Dash. Yeah. (laughs) Like oh shit, we may have just went a bit too far for our audience. Uh, Shonen Dash, yeah. Also Tekken Seven. Yeah, we spotted a Heihachi figure in in the room. Because, there was know, also Taiko no Tatsujin plushies on top, and yep. he had a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. And there was a PS4 controller slightly hidden on the same shot. But I think the true the true best thing we can take from this whole episode was, oh my god, the fucking face Hakatabi Nami made. So everyone starts getting sus of each other, <laughs> and apparently the way they decided to resolve this is to tickle everyone to try and reveal the imposter. I admit that all I could think during that is, what if they did that in the thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, screw the blood test. Now we're just going to tickle everyone. Tickle everyone. So while they're doing this, you just get this one shot of Hakatami Nami typing away at his computer, definitely not at all traumatized. No, no, no. He just has that expressionless face of, like, just five more episodes. <laughs> Five more episodes, I'm done with this. Which is even, I think, kind of loses his impact when we realize five minutes later that that wasn't him. It was Daya. Okay, that was cute, though. One thing, yeah. yeah. Because when Jewel comes like comes by the base, you see Hakatami Nami outside. He's, like, hiding himself in front of the tiny oh, bag. T- bag. And, we're, and for a second, I'm sure everyone was like, oh, no, is that wire? Yeah, it's like, oh, no. It's a, like, he walks in. It's like, watch, Hakatami Nami's going to be in the seat. It's like, what? Yeah. What? Meows. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, I want to go see my favorite mangaka because he was doing autographs. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just tell us? What a shitbag. Well, I love it. Like, you're playing hooky joke. Which, I think that's the same manga he gave to o- to Oran when uh, Takamichi went to go live on Crystallia. Probably. Full circle. Yep. Um, yeah. We also got, like, a self-conscious monster. Yeah, the mo- the, the, the Jomenju that spawned from Hata clearly had, like, a, a brain filled with geeky things motif going on. Yep. Like, things was that were in his room. Kind of hit a little too close to home. It might have also been um, referencing the callus on his hand, which was what the bandage was actually covering. Yeah, I like that fake out. I, like, while we were watching, and you see the band-aid, and I'm like, oh, that, it was probably a drawing accident. 
And then he like undoes the bandage. I got calluses from drawing so much. See? Drawing accident. But like that sort of leads into like the upsetting thing about Hot like Hata is like, oh look at the manga that he's doing for this uh for this competition. Because you know, Sean I'm just gonna call it Shonen Jump. Shonen yeah, yeah. Jump does this a lot in Japan apparently, where they do contests for people to submit mangas, and whatever does well, they'll publish it into their books. Not everyone gets published. Of course. So Hata experiences got, rejection. Yeah, it it gets rejected. Really, and, really, really harsh rejection. Like it, well, it is harsh. Like I mean, you gotta be harsh to a certain extent, but maybe calling your art disgusting. No, that from was, a professional standpoint. I don't think that was the people in the contest who were saying. I think that was just like fan comments. Because, like, they were worded really harshly. I don't like, think people, an actual company really would say that. Yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm like, there's no way this is, like, professionally. I'm, I'm not, pretty no, sure no. it was just, like, other people comments. Which, what, what it probably is, is, like, due to the pandemic, you know, it's like, we can't have the contest be, like, in, like... Person. In yeah. person, so you yeah. have to submit it online. Yeah. Where everyone can see it, probably. But, and it leads to self... Like, it leads to his self-esteem problems, which... You gotta feel sorry for this guy. Mm. Watching him like experience this rejection and descend within his own psyche felt it hurt a lot. It was really, really palpable, especially for anyone who has done any sort of creative endeavor. Like it's shit hurts. Like it's yep. Like it could have just been like, oh man, I got rejected. No, he he takes it to he takes it to heart. What makes it worse too is destroys all of his artwork, leaves his house, leaves his it, house that he hasn't left in years. What, from make, what we've heard. What makes it worse too is that like he's really like attached to calorie, and when like he's not real, and like Jewel tries to like make him understand that it's like he he was never actually a thing. And he just, like, he's so upset that he, like, lost his, like, only real friend he ever had. This show got fucking dark. This is a kid's show, right? It's okay, next week we're gonna get cats. <laughs> oh, it's sorry for that depressing episode, guys. Here you go, cats! Carriages your cats! It was also really weird, like, so he, so Hata gets, like, morphed into the, the giant, uh, Jamanju. And of course, they had to give him the fat monster body. <laughs> but then it was equally weird just watching Gigant Driller straight up drill a hole in the thing's stomach, and then they used the vacuum to suck him out. Suck yep. him out? Like, I did not think that would work, but I guess it did. As, I thought it was a metaphorical being trapped inside. As, not... as, apologies if this is too personal, but as someone who has recently had an open wound on their leg in the last couple months, this was really hurtful to watch. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they they were able to save Hata, but and and yeah, destroy the monster at the end. Especially Jewel, like Jewel takes him like head on. Like Jewel gets angry. You know, yeah, like arrow. like the wire tries to like sound like calorie, being like, "Oh, it's me, Jewel Coon." He's like, "Shut yeah, the right. fuck up!" But then, and then like, Yodana comes and takes the jewel from him, and then and then and then just leaves him to die. I love and Jewel that. just kills him, and Jewel just kills him in cold blood. Anyway, he has no remorse whatsoever. I love that Yodana just casually walks by, takes the stone, doesn't stop walking, and just pieces out. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make a to make a DBZ a bridge reference. What about me? Fuck you. Hi, Quee. Bye, Quee. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Pff. Bye. 
but it's okay because Jewel gives Hata the Kirame pen. <laughs> Here, let's trade. But, like, he's upset. And then, like, I guess I, sometime later, they go back to, like, visit them, and his house is gone. Okay, I have a serious question about so this. I was confused by that. How they, did his house... They do not clarify how much time has passed since they decided to go visit him. So it's not clear whether they went, like, the next day, or they waited a couple weeks, and they just show up. And not only is he gone, the entire fucking house is gone! And then they turn the corner and go to the stop and find out that... He's a successful published manga artist now. How much time did pass? It's not that that must have been like months after, right? It's not that he's successful. It's just that they just used a drawing he did in something. I got it. No, no. Okay, I figured it out. So one of the characters on the manga is a guy with red hair and a sketchbook who looks a lot like he's supposed to be Juno. <laughs> yeah. But I get it now. I know what it's supposed to be. It's just like the one episode of Zero One. That house brought him nothing but misery. So he blew it up! No, he sold the pro- he sold the property. And then made the house disappear? No, no, he sold the property <laughs> to someone else and the house uh, like you know, the house got torn down. There it is. Like There's a difference between tearing down a house and erasing it completely like it was never there. It's the it's, it's never there to it, begin with. It is possible. <laughs> Something about a house. I don't remember that. No, someone replaced so, someone put Aradin's head on the Kill Bill poster. <laughs> Kill Garza. But yeah, almost oh all, out of nowhere, the house is gone and his, his stuff's getting published now, and then the episode ends. Okay. And next episode, Cat's good. Thanks, thanks for giving us all that fucking dark and emotional story, and then just wrapping it up with literally yeah. the, the the right script writing equivalent of a band aid. You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. The episode was perfect until the end, right? Because I feel like the ending was rushed. Yep. I think you know what. How would you feel about this? Remove the house scene. Mm-hmm. Have them walk. Like, Instead like, of removing the house. No, yeah, like, remove the house. Like, if, remove. if it's just them finding out that he got published, that would have been less uh, bad. Yeah. If you remove the scene with the house, it's a bit better. Because I, I, I would not in confusion. I would have preferred if they saw him in the store, like happy and like, "Hey, look! I, look what I did!" Yeah. Or like they left my or, life's on track or, now. Or like they kept the house there. They walked by it. And it's like some guy just like, "Oh, he he left. He's <laughs> not here anymore." I do not understand why the house just disappeared. I thought at first I was crazy and that that wasn't really the house or something. <laughs> but... So I'm glad to know that it actually did disappear, and everyone else is just as confused. Right. Hmm. Or we can just easily say the monster destroyed the house. <laughs> or like I said, the house he was, was part never of the there to begin with. Maybe the Jumanju was made from the house. He was made from the friends we made along the way. Or maybe he accidentally burned the house down in his rage. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe the maybe the house got destroyed in the Megazord fight. Yeah, but like without a trace. <laughs> it's possible. It is a thing. Listen, have, no, listen. I have, no, no, I have seen places where there were gas stations and stores, and it is just straight gone, like it, like nothing was there. Okay, it is possible. I, and how long was the gap of time between that? 
Like a month. Okay, I can explain. So they waited a month to check on the person they saved? Perfectly. He obviously was tired of living in civilization and wanted to go explore, so he tied a bunch of balloons to his house and then he started flying away. But then we'd see plumbing sticking out of the ground. No. Lane, you're just just describing the plot of Up, am I? Wait a minute. Guy that had a career, dead friend, went to go travel to Up. Fuck it, is Up. It is Up. Damn it! Watch up, it was semi. They're, they're, they're making a show about Doug. You know what? Did Up also have dead children? Yes. Oh god! <laughs> I haven't seen it! it had a dead I had to voice. think about it for a moment. I'm like, yeah! Yeah, uh, it did! Oh no! Yeah, I, I actually haven't seen it. Stillborn child. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like the first like 20 minutes of that movie just rips your fucking heart out. Cool. <laughs> also, I think Jules gonna go into a career of being a mangaka. Yeah. But then you get a talking dog, a a talking dog named Doug who goes, Squaw! Cool. Hi there! Hi. So next week is Cats. Cat. Cats! The the show knows Uh, me. The show gets me. Because Cats. Hear me, Cats. I would have loved if they actually like turned into real cats and then they put cat Kira Major outfits just, on the cats. You know, that would have been pretty funny. Jellicle cats. Kira Kira cats. Cat a major. Meow ranger. Don't remind me of that shit. Cats. Cats. Look at them. Look at Christopher in the bag. He's so cute. What am I in? No, Christopher. It's spelled with an F. Robin. Yeah. yeah. Cat. God damn Robin. it. It's Chris dash ta dash fur. Because he's fluffy. Let's go to our feature topic. Woo! <laughs> uh, Emily, so you said you're going to duck out for this? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to duck out for this. All right. Have a good night. Thank Sleep you well. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you move safe and Thank take you. care. And... Oh, I will. Thank you for everything. No problem. Bye. Bye. Feature topic. I love that ending theme, baby. Eh. Just kind of meh. <laughs> Lane proceeds to dance. So, oh, no, I'm a mecha clone. Oh, yeah. So it's the year 1984. <gasps> is that you? No, Lane, it's just me doing a voice. Oh. It is Akiyello possessing. <gasps> Wait, Akiyello has possession powers? Well, yeah, he's Whoa! dead. Well, yeah, he's a ghost. He's not dead. He just left. He's he a went ghost. home to see his family. <laughs> he went home to see his family. <laughs> he went to the peace conference. I am, I am back. I don't know why my voice is like this. My <laughs> anyway. voice wasn't like this when I was back. All right, all right bring Gar back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bye. Hey, Gar. Explain <laughs> about Bioman. Hey, Bioman! So... So the head writer had a shitty year with Dynaman. Actually, Dynaman was pretty good. Oh, no, sorry, Denzi Man. No, no, Goggle 5. Okay, let me tell my fucking story <laughs> before I slap you. Let me read my fancy. Let me read my story. Story time. <laughs> All right, so we have to bring up a certain person. And that person's name, I just scrolled, I just scrolled past it, Dude. Uh, is Hiroshia Soda. He was the head writer for Super Sentai. I want a soda. For, I kid you not, from 1982 to 1991. Fuck. So for an entire decade, he was the head writer for Super Sentai. So it's all his fault. Golgo 5, kind of shit. Because <laughs> it featured kids. 
a lot. Like they were like, you and guys are going to be the future stupid. of Goggle Five. The show was very stupid. Dynaman, it gave us a pretty interesting villain group, sorta. And the Ranger team was kind of in. It was going to be a baseball theme sometime, and then they were like, "Nope, fuck baseball explosions." Science. <laughs> oh, it was a science theme that science, was bitch. heavy pyrotechnics. Science uses explosions. <laughs> Did, did you really think it was called Explosion Sentai Dynaman? Yeah. No, it's Science Sentai oh, Dynaman. Oh, I thought Baku. No, You're Baku. thinking of the Gokaiser ending. No, no. Oh, yeah. Bakuhatsu is the word for explosion. It's Kagaku. Ah, uh, my, yes. my bad. It's, I'm sorry. It, it rhymes. Well, I just know that Dynaman uses explosions a lot. But you think that goes a Gokaiser. Kagatsu Dynaman. Yeah, yeah, see, this is what... Why do you no, This is what anniversary seasons do to people. Oh, it's based on this thing and only this. No. Anyway. No. Anyways, and now we are here with his third Super Sentai show, Chodenshi Bioman, the last Super Sentai season. I get it. Nope, sorry. The second last Super Sentai series to not have the word Sentai in the title. I get it because it's like Senshi, which means warriors, oh, but it's Denshi because Den means electronic. So, like, yeah. honestly, one of the real reasons I wanted to talk about the series is because whenever the first time I ever saw like a Bioman suit was like again that that Sentai video I saw from the the. 20th. Oh, the Gal Ranger versus Super Sentai. Yeah, so I saw like I saw Red One for the first time, and I was just like, "What the fuck is that? That is such a cool fucking looking suit." And then I got to see Bioman because of Gokaiger, and I was like, "Oh, there's that suit I saw." And I was like, "Oh, look at all! It looks so can, fucking can cool." Can I just say I think it's super weird that this is the I think the first and I think the only Sentai team where their individual names are color number. Yeah. So, like. No bio anything. Yeah, it's just they go by color and number. So it's red one, green two, blue three, yellow four, and pink five. And they actually call themselves that when they're fighting. So yes, like they're they like refer to each other as such names. No, but like I watched an episode with Gar and they were had like a really serious moment where they probably should have been calling themselves by their first names, but they're like, No! Yellow four And I'm like, guys, you're ruined in the moment. They they don't it's not like they need to protect their secret identities. They've watched them transform. I love these suits, like and Bioman. Like I would like to watch. I would like to watch this whole series one day because these are these are my favorite Showa era Sentai team. They look like, like in terms of design. They look like they're wearing uh, tank tops cut off at the midriff. No, that's Change Man. <laughs> Change Man has the sports bras. Change Man sort of has the same suit design, especially in the sports bra. I area. like I like the tech. I like the cool like tech screen helmets with like the cool tech and wires and stuff. That and they're electronic brains! Yeah, they have electronic brains. They have bioparticles <laughs> inside of them. Hey, it's Daft Punk. <laughs> they, have wrist, they have wrist changers and uh, yeah, but no, I, I really like these fucking suits. They're super cool. It just, it sucks because Green and Blue's suit when like I was w- with Gar watching like some of the final episodes of the show. The blue and green suits were like really worn out. Like they lost their color. Yeah. Even, even the white on their suits were like yellowed. I also think it's funny how the the males look like they're wearing shorts and the females look like they're wearing one piece swimsuits. Yeah. Speaking of the females, this is actually the first Super Sentai show to have two female members oh. on the team. Well, even though episode one starts with one of them quitting, yeah. <laughs> or ends with but, one of them quitting. Man, that that's foreshadow if I've ever seen it. But I get this. I'm just reading the Wikipedia article quickly, like the Japanese Wikipedia article. 
As part of the beginning of the project, there was a proposal of a squadron of only five men, but if all all five were made men, it would be difficult to develop the drama. <laughs> and natural Because we all know online. men can't do drama. Instead, nope. the element called women warrior to, like, so basically the Toei producer. They uh, put women in it so it would have drama. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. But, but hang on. Add, but two women could create a drama of conversation between girls. In, ge- in general, female warriors in works for boys are not very well received. And although the staff disagreed with them, they were all received when they were in- implemented. So the following year, they turned around and said, Five women, be good to the game. Oh, God. <laughs> Five women. No. Okay. I didn't always. I would like that. to see it, but I don't see it going well. And... Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Yellow Force actress gets replaced by episode 10. No, oh episode my 11. So, so get this. <laughs> we don't really know the full story of it, but the original actress who played Yellow Four walked off set on episode 7. So for episodes 8, 9, and 10, she is only seen in suit and she is dubbed over. Yeah. By Luffy's actor, actress of all people. Oh. But, yeah, so, like, what I assumed is, is how they wrote her. Like, they wrote her, like, super mean and kind of, like, she's just, like, eh. And she, so She kind of, in these two episodes, this is just my impression, but she kind of gives off April O'Neil energy. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. she had, like, the like a red jumpsuit and, like, she had, like, camera, the really bushy the hair. The really bushy hair. And the camera. Yeah. But, um, but, no, I like to think this, like, they realized that, like, how they wrote her, they were just, they didn't like that character. And so they kind of, I think they just went to her and was like, okay, we don't really like how you're writing a character, so I think we're, like, going to can you. And she, I guess she was just kind of, like, oh, already on the verge of, you like, You can't fire me, I quit! Yeah, so she's like, yeah, okay, fuck you guys, whatever, and just left. And, yeah, so they killed her off, and we got we got June, she's and, this nice, sweet girl. And to this day, we don't know why. Yeah, we don't know why. So it's the Game Grumps John departure of the Sentai world. Hmm. Wait, John never gave a reason why to you left the show? They were never very upfront about the reason. It They... I think they at one point said, "Oh, it's just so John can focus on his own work." But there was there was always also. Theories. I think it's because he moved to New York. <laughs> well, we don't know if that was the cause or an after effect. Mm. Uh, anyway. yeah. So, Bio Man episode one. So we get introduced to our villains, the, the Neo new, Cloud, the New Gear Empire. Yes, led by Doctor Man. Doctor Man. Doctor Man. And it's great. Like they're 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 like cheer that they give out in like worshipping him is like for the man for the man oh my god it's so dumb lo- it's, it's actually really funny okay only people who played Final Fantasy 14 Stormblood and further will know this but I looked at him and went that's fucking Xenos that is Xenos yay Galvas and you can't convince me otherwise yeah so like apparently he was like a former scientist and then he decided he, the, the, ha- he hated the, the, what oh the, 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 the big reveal okay, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't realize that was a big reveal I thought it was just like part of the story already no okay my bad never mind I forgot I said that spoilers uh but we do get introduced to his generals so we the, get the big three yeah the big three so we get Mason Farah in, or or Farash as Ichi has put it in the notes. Uh, it's Farah. And yeah, and and monster. Oh, that was a typo. Yeah. yeah, and monster. Monster. Who I he was my favorite. I like him. He's just this big, 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 big dude. Yeah, he's uh, a wrestler. And we also have the five beast noids: Messer, Saigorn, Messler, Joe, and Aquiger. Yep. 
It's there's like, Zenos from FF14. I mean, I, I don't not see really, it. I don't see if it. you put on all the armor, he has the same long blonde hair. Okay, well, I mean, Dr. Mans is, like, white. It's blonde. Sure. Maybe pale blonde, but it's there. But yeah, so, you know, he wants to take over the world. Of course. Because he thinks humanity sucks. <laughs> of course. So, like, yeah, so he goes, so, like, we, we introduced to our, like, our Red Ranger, and he's apparently the first Japanese man to work for NASA. Yeah. Okay, fuck the first Vol Eagle, then. Yeah. Master, I get to go to work with NASA. Um, and so he goes to, like, I guess, like, he land, he, uh, he was, like, parach- skydiving or something like that, and he got hit with, like, a beam, and he's like, ah, and he almost fucking died. Chances Wait, are probably hold on. particles. They they talk about in the second episode how like oh your family was given bioparticles hundreds of years ago and that's why you're selected. So why did Red Boy need to get showered in bioparticles again? Anti bioparticles. Why? Because okay, so the new gear em- <laughs> okay, so the new gear empire uses a lot of anti particle energy, and you know putting particle energy with anti particle energy. You know, it, it fucks you up. Yeah. Also, the city that this takes place in is called Technotopia 21. Yeah. Don't ask what happened to Technotopia was, 1 to 20. It was the 80s. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, like, the New Gear Empire, like, shows up and they, like, start, like, fucking up. And they actually start, like, killing all these scientists and stuff. Like, you see, they, like, like people get shot and, like... They actually shoot up people with blood on them. Yeah, like, I see, like, a woman get, like, clamped by, like, a claw or something like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. fucking savage. It's awful. Man, I miss the reptile people. And then just Bio-Robo comes out of fucking nowhere and just starts scooping these guys out one by one. Well, no, he was... When the new Gear Empire came out, Bio-Robo awakened to summon the Bio-Man. Oh, yeah. So he's like... It was so funny just watching this big Megazord walk around and literally pick humans up off the ground. Yeah, like, blue, blue, like, jump, rolled out of his car. He's like, ugh! That was green. Oh, that was green? Oh, yeah, It was funny watching him just, like, pour out of his own car and just... Also, he had the, uh... He had the Go Ranger logo on his jacket. Oh, Pink had, like, the worst reaction. He's just like, like Man, can she scream. Just yeah. the giant hand. I love, like, the wiggly fingers on it as it reaches down. Like, I, I, wish, I wish I was on set that day just to see what's going on. They'd probably see me and be like, who the white guy? <laughs> I will say, I will say, freaking, uh, Bio-Robo's a really cool-looking robot. It looks like, it looks like if, like, Juspian had a, had I, a robot. I really like Bio-Robo. It's a very unison, or, like, uh, just being was one from VR Troopers, right? No. Which one am I thinking of? Spielbound. Spielbound. It looks like Spielbound if you had a robot. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Sorry. I meant Spielbound. But I, I, I will say that the Bio Robo does have a very solid design, but like overall it's kind of meh. It's, it's just a robot. And then we got then we got introduced to Peebo. Peebo! The, the C3PO looking motherfucker. What if C3PO had giant blue bug eyes? <laughs> Um, about Pe- that. Hang on. People. Keep talking, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna. Oh. Just, just. I'm... And then it does the fucking Ultraman beam pose and gives them their morphers. The techno braces. But it just, this is Peebo. He is adorable. See? He is very charming. Or at least that's what he says. In one, in an episode, he pulls out a gun ready to go kill some mooks. <laughs> So he's, he's like, there's only one uh-huh. thing to do. Goes out and gets a gun from so, the drawer. I mean, Peebo, Peebo should remind you of someone. Remember, remember, 
Remember Zero from The Mandalorian? That's just evil Peebo. Oh, God. Yeah, that's exactly what, that's, that's what he looks like. He looks like Peebo. This thing looks like fucking discount Black Manta. Yeah, it's just Peebo if he decided to turn evil. Like, if fucking the Neo Gear Empire, uh, New Gear Empire fucking t- took him over. If he becomes evil, does that make him Peebo? Yes. <laughs> or He's Steeble. going to kill some Peebo. Peebo's cute, though. He sleeps in a bed once. <laughs> Which I I question that I'm like you're a robot. Why are you sleeping in no, bed? One episode, one episode, like the biomen are in fucking trouble. So he just grabs a gun. And he's like, all right, I gotta fucking take care of this myself. Silva, get out here, you piece of shit. Also, there was like a really sad episode where like we find out he had like a, a best friend, and then who's dead? He's dead. Okay, and then he, like he, the the, the actual best friend or a robot? Actual best friend, human, oh. like human in there, like alien best friend. Oh, okay, yeah. But you gotta remember this about Peebo. He is the last of his kind. Last of his kind. Okay. Planet Bio blew up. Yep. Let's oh, go. Yeah, let's go. Apparently, it's the most beautiful planet in the galaxy. Yeah, that's. No, like, Earth is. They're the like, oh, the everything came from Planet Bio, but it's like, oh, why are they attacking Earth? Because Earth is the most beautiful planet. Oh. Uh, okay, oh. you know, I'll, I'll get into the spoiler thing right. here. Doctor Man is not an alien. Oh, he's from Earth. He is from Earth, uh... who rejects humanity and believes mechanized humans. Will be only robots are my friends. Well, yeah, if yeah. you mechanize something, it's ten times cooler. And so he's Doctor Robotnik. Pretty much. Fuck. <laughs> and what makes it worse is he straight up abandoned his family. Oh, cool. Because we meet his son throughout the show, and he's like, "Dad, the fuck." Yeah, he even made a robot version of his son. Not the yes, fuck, yeah. though, son. He made a robot version of his son. <laughs> And then we find out, oh, no, wait, he's based on an actual person. <laughs> his son's a homeless yeah, kid. His robot, son's, oh. his robot son's name is Prince. Uh, yeah, but robot it, formerly known as Prince? It, yep. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, my and, God. And, like, he goes to the point where he mechanizes himself more throughout the show, as the show goes on. And it's just like he loses his humanity and just becomes a straight up robot. But yeah, Doctor oh. Man just sounds like a fucking Venture Brothers villain, <laughs> right? Doc- it is I, Doctor Man. Of all That's why the, I'm sad Emily's not here. Of all the names that they could have given him, what do we call him? Doctor Man. For the man. Because what is more evil than man? Oh. But yeah, so Peebo gives them, like, yes, explains man. to them what the fuck's going on, gives them their, their techno bracers. 500 years ago, I impregnated your ancestors with space particles! <laughs> one of them was a geisha, and a ninja, and a samurai, and. Well, apparently. And a slacker, and a jock. Like a pink ninja. <laughs> and, a legit a pink ninja. And, and apparently, uh, in the original concept, it was going to be like a fairy tale theme for the past, but then they're like, eh, fuck it. But no, like, follow the logic with me on this one. So the reason these five people were were chosen is because their ancestors from 500 years ago were given the bioparticles so that they would be compatible with the powers. But the only reason this would lead to these five specific people is if everyone in all five families only ever had one child. That's statistically... Unlikely. Okay, so they explain it when the new Yellow Four joins them. Uh huh. Bio Robo only found the five closest people with bioparticles. <laughs> I just imagine a fucking Google Map search: five nearest also, biomen near also, me. When, yeah. I saw, when I saw like one of the ancestors, it was like a it was like a pink ninja. All I could think of was this character from One Piece. Freaking shit. Yeah, yeah that's Shinobu. 
She's actually really fucking so, a good ninja. So, so like when when the next yellow four shows up, it's like, well, why why weren't you picked when we first got together? Oh, I was in Europe. She was five minutes further than the other she, one. She was in Europe. So it's like you're telling me a fucking robot didn't feel like going to Europe. Oh fuck that! Ah, uh, there's this bitch closer. <laughs> Who's she? All right. Okay, here here you go. Here's. Here's Shinobu when she was younger. Okay. Yeah, she's like a middle-aged woman, but she has, like, ninja abilities. Okay. Ninja. Yeah. One Piece is fucking good, man. Is it? Yes. Is it really? That's, yes. That's one opinion. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, I... me and, and several thousand other people. I don't like Mass hysteria exists. When it pisses. <laughs> and Mangirl. And girl. Okay, Ichi, you're going to laugh your ass off about this. Already? I mean, again? Yes, again. So, like I mentioned, the original Yellow 4 actress left from episode 7. Uh-huh. So, for the last three episodes, 8, 9, 10, she only shows up in suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they buried her in they the suit. They buried her in the suit. Oh, no! <laughs> I, well, I was... Because, like... I kept I kept asking Gar, I'm like, oh, is, is 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 the original yellow left yet? And he's like, no, no, no. Okay, Lane, the episode's happening. Sweet. And I come I jump in to watch this. I buried her in the sand. Just they just, just give me two oh. yellow rings. And then we have like the ending where like you see them like cleaning the fucking mech and you can see the original yellow actress like up there. They keep that the whole time. The whole <laughs> show. Because it's like it's so fast you don't notice it. Fuck changing it out. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say that I did like about this show, the actual Bioman Henshin was pretty fucking good. Oh, the little organic, or the techno-organic, like, flashy yeah. stuff? Yeah. By the power of Mickey Mouse! <laughs> yeah, they had, like, little Mickey Mouse shapes behind them. Yeah, it, it was really cool, though. <laughs> this is the new yellow film. Yeah, it's Neil, it's June, she's cute. Yes. She's a hippie. And she's the only one with, an the, archer. She's the, only one with the signature weapon. Yeah, a bow and arrow. <laughs> A yellow bow and arrow, which comes with the Super Shoto figures. The others oh, yeah, they just have swords. Yeah, yeah, and swords a gun that, that gets referred to as a sword. Maybe they turn into laser guns. But they just keep calling them swords. Like, yeah, because it's the bio sword and then, like, gun mode. They could have been like, gun mode. I absolutely laughed at how much they upplayed the whole, Bioman, use your electronic brain powers! Yeah, they have like super hearing, they can zoom in on shit. They can jump real high, they can fly across the ground. They can slap people in the mountains really fast. Red punches a dude's head clean off. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. (laughs) Walk through walls, disappear, and fly. They're much more unique than the other guys. (laughs) Gonna catch them all because they're (laughs) Bioman. He's gonna defeat them all because he is Bioman. Gonna defeat them all because he is Bioman. Gonna defeat them all because he's Bioman. He's a fan. And I love that Peebo's yelling at them while they're in the fucking robot to read the manual. Yep. Do it! Do the thing! I like the start of the second episode, though. They're, like, training in the biojets, and, like, you just see, like, Pink is not having a good time. She's, like, I feel like she was just gonna... And Yellow's still gone because she quit at the end of the first episode. Yeah, she's just, like, she, yeah, she, like, takes out the film that I guess got ruined in her camera, and she's like, fuck this! I'm out! Proceeds to keep Morpher. Yep. <laughs> Bale's on team. Proceeds to keep Morpher. And then we get and then we get interested introduced to Farrah's little kitty cat uh, minion, Farrah Cat, and she's awesome. I wish she had like alien cat ears. No, I'm no. kind of surprised they didn't. No joke. 
Last surviving general before Dr. Man's death. Hell yeah. Shit. With no lines, though. Nope. Just oh. beats them all up. Bioman, fuck this. But of course, being a cat, all they had to do to get rid of her was splash some water at her. Yeah, <laughs> this is this really good effect where she splashes water and you just see Ferris' oh. cats like... Argh! Speaking of where that fight was, that is... Uh, Bioman's the first Super Sentai show to film at that location. Oh. That area with the pillars, I always remember as the spot where Kamen Rider Poppy first happened. Where Kamen Rider Hase died. I think also Kamen where... Rider Hase? I think, Kamen... that's also, yes. I think that's also where the Tokijus okay. yeah. and Gaim henching together as well. Yep. Yeah. It's that. It's where O-Ranger and Cock Ranger did their team up. A lot of shit uh, happened there. All riders were... Or, Are they like tearing that down now? No, no, oh, that was that's, no, that's that was that big curvy place yeah, with those bi- white and black floors. Yeah, that's that farther sucks. down. That sucks. Yeah, that's a cool building. Uh, also, oh. we got to meet Saigorn, this creepy multi-faced clown with telekinesis and fire breath. Yeah. Don't worry, he gets scarier halfway throughout the show. Oh, good. Because they get mechanized more. Oh, good. Except for two of them. Two of them die permanently <laughs> because <laughs> because the art director was like, I I can't I can't think of a design. All right, kill him. <laughs> Those two were Messer and a Quiger. Banana They're like, oh, fuck this. But yeah, Give over episode fingers. two, we find out that the yellow, her name is Mika, I think. Yeah. Uh, her deal is, oh, I want to go to Africa and protect Africa. Take photos. My brother's dead. Well, you're going to join him in like nine episodes, don't worry. And they, they actually rationale to her, if you protect the earth, you protect Africa. <laughs> oh, shit. That makes sense. <laughs> Oh man! Are also, you sure she isn't a blonde? Also, the funniest shit ever in these two episodes when they go into their zords, they take fucking escalators. Escalators! Escalators! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, we saw the bio dragon. I'm like, this is not a dragon. It's not a dragon. It's a fucking carrier zord. But, Which, but it should have turned into a dragon. That would have been awesome. Why? It's just the carrier zord. No, carrier zord can be useful too. No, I get, it can't. I get it. It's because it's dragging the hey, zords around. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. Makes sense. Hey, the super train from fucking Go Go Five was their carrier zord for their zords, and that turned into a fucking mech, and it was awesome. Yeah, because that's called fucking marketing. Here it's just one <laughs> robot. That's it. Yeah. No, come on. It would have been interesting if actually. Turned you, dragon. you get one robot and no. one air carrier. Nope. You'll get both. Oh, come on. That's stupid. That's not stupid. Yes, it is. Also it's the, it was the 80s. Also, that fucking robot snake they fought in the end of the second episode totally was Roberto from Futurama. Yep. <laughs> Where'd he go? We'll use my holographic vision. Yeah, yellow has the power of holograms. Holographs, they called it. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing beats the, the, the one with the chompy chomp face, though, the carrier zord. I forgot what it was called. Chompy chomp? Yeah, has, the one with uh, the big uh, teeth? Yeah, the one with the big teeth. Oh, Jaguar Vulcan. Or, oh, fucking. The one from Sun Vulcan? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Jaguar Vulcan. Or, yeah, know. anyways, that thing was fucking awesome. It was the best carrier uh, So the next episode is about the robot being in danger for something. I don't know. I checked out by that point. <laughs> you didn't like it? The thing is. I've seen funnier Sentai, I've seen weirder Sentai, I've seen blander Sentai, so this was just, like, in the middle of everything. Kind of unremarkable. Oh, I actually liked it. I, I, liked I, it. I liked it a lot. I, I've watched bits and pieces of this series, and honestly, I really like it. I think, I think it was really... That's the one yeah. you... Yeah, I think yeah it, Jack War Vulcan. Yeah, I think it was really impressive that, like, the villains were just so well done. 
Because there's no monster of the week. That's, yeah. They really just, they use the generals over and over and a bunch of the mooks. That's pretty much it. And, and I feel like I would have gotten tired of that eventually. Well, it would have been like, Mason, what are you up to? One of the fucking villains is named Mason. <laughs> yeah, Mason, Farrah, Monster. I love Monster. Jesus fucking Christ. And together they become... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this revealed later on that Monster apparently does have a thing for Pharaoh. Monster is straight up just Adam Smasher from Cyberpunk. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't play Cyberpunk, so I don't get it. Okay. I've, st- I've stopped playing it until it's, like, done. But yeah, yeah, like the, like the giant robots are the monsters of the week, but <laughs> it's not like, oh, we're fighting this monster. It's like, nope, it's, we, we got to fight the generals on what they're doing, which... It gives it a stronger dynamic between the heroes and villains. I guess. And then there's Silva over there just fucking jerking it for ten episodes. <laughs> no joke. Shows up. Ten episodes later. Finally completes what he's doing. Gets killed next episode. Oh my god. So but like, he's so cool. I know. That's why That's why I even said like his design is cool. His backstory's cool. Then he does nothing. Oh, that he, sucks. He's like... No joke, you take a drinking game because he says the same shit every time. Bioparticles detected. Like, you'd be intoxicated. Yeah, he spends, he spends this whole time in the show, like near the end, just looking for his robot, and then he gets it and then gets destroyed. You could literally chop up this entire show. I, I think you know, I think it's because you got too hyped up for Selva and then just no, because you know what it is? Mm. Dark Knight and Dynaman did his story better. That, he, that guy was cool. Because he showed up and like was mysterious. He helped both teams. And then in the finale, it was revealed who he was. <laughs> it, it was the bad guy's son who, who got exiled from the organization. Oh, that's right, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so I personally think Bomberman's really cool. I love the suits. They're my favorite show era Sentai suits. So good music, uh, good story all around. I really recommend it. Yeah, like I listen, I I I quote the fucking opening and endings of the show like fucking lately in the past like month because like I've just been hearing constantly. I've been I was hanging out with my parents the other day or well yesterday because it was my birthday and just like as I'm walking around the store I'm just humming the ending theme to myself. And yeah, how funny it is that the fucking ending theme is them cleaning the fucking robot. Yeah, because we don't got a maintenance staff. Nope. And the best part about this Sentai. No annoying kids. No annoying kids. Oh, okay. It's not, all right, what's this neighborhood kid up to this that, week? That's a plus. It's like, nope, it's just a bio, man. Sometimes there's a kid. <laughs> like, once every ten episodes. Dr. Man's kid. But that's better than every episode. Yep. Because, fuck that. I, I, I'm sorry. Dr. That's, man! That's the only thing I cannot <laughs> like about older Sentai. It's just, what's this nameless kid, like, what's this kid up to this week? Who is this? It just, it gets tired. I mean, that's what Kira Major did this week. We had a kid. Yep. Well, yeah, but that's different. <laughs> it wasn't actually a kid. It, it, led a to, it led to a bigger He wasn't problem. a kid. He was a squid. Yes. Oh, a squid kid. <laughs> Anyways, that's Bioman. That's Bioman. Check it out. Check it out. Which leads us to the end of Cast Ranger for this week. My final time in this household for now. I'm uh, so sad. I know I'm sad too, but um. Everyone, I, tell us what your favorite lame moment is in the comments. 
You know, well, my favorite joke will always be Star Ninja Cancer. That was the funniest shit I've ever made. Star Ninja Cancer. Um, but yes, yeah, so I will be only on Discord for the next little while. And once, like, kind of things, like, uh, the best way I can describe it is once things get less COVID-y, then I'll uh, make it my mandate to show up in person every Friday. I mean, we Just could, say we when could, the pandemic dies we, down. We could, yeah. ha- we could have you on over Discord. Well, we, yeah, no, so, but, like, I do plan on being in person when I can, but there might, like, due to, like, life changes, because, like, once I get a new job and stuff like that, I don't know what my schedule will be like, so I may just be on and off here and again, but I'm going to do my best to be on every Friday as much as I can, so. It's not going to be the same. I know, it's not, but you know what? You you guys are good. It's the start of the end. No. 2021 is so different. I know. So, uh, as I mentioned on Extra, because Lane is actually not going to be here next week, and something of importance on my end is happening next Friday, I'll just say it, it's a bunch of Final Fantasy XIV announcements, yep. which I'll be live streaming my reaction to, which is to say we will not be airing a new episode next weekend. Yep, cause, uh, and also I'm just going to be moved in, so I need the week to settle in and organize. and To rest and decompose. Be with my new family. Um, which is to say, so February 5th, there will be no episode that weekend, but we will be returning the weekend after with a double feature. Yep. And I'll go ahead in exchange and tell you what our feature topic will be for the following week, which will be recorded February 19th, and that will be the Kamen Rider Deno, Pretty Deno Tanjo. Yeah! Tanjo. Uh, more Deno, awesome. I can't wait. I saw I saw the henching for it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gar's like, hey, no, 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 no. I'm just sort of upset because it's just like, uh, well, if you guys are moving, I'm staying in the house. Well, sucks. I'll be just over there. It's not gonna be the same. Concentrate on better things, Gar. And you'll have Jay and Johnny here. That's true. White cats will be. <laughs> you're welcome, Jerry. I'm glad. I'm glad you're part of this community. You've been a positive, positive influence here, and I, I greatly appreciate that. But don't worry, guys. You can. Guys, can message me whenever you want. I'll try to go on the Cast Ranger Discord whenever I can. It's just like Discord, just I forget it exists half the time, and I just don't remember to go on unless I look at my phone and go, oh, Discord. <laughs> Ooh, Discord. Yeah, no, because like freaking. So, so you're telling me I'm gonna have to like send you text messages throughout all of your freaking uh, Discord. social medias? Just be like, get on Discord so that we can record Ultra Ranger? No, 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 no. Well, you and I are going to talk about, like, a set date where we're going to do it every Thursday, so. Yeah. Yeah, and you and I need to have a set day to hang out and play games online, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this was an interesting episode. We are on the precipice of some big life changes on our end, but thank you all for listening to us regardless. The show must go on. And it shall. Yep. And it will. So... As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find our Facebook page where I post thumbnails, our Twitter account, our Patreon where you can pledge to help the show, help us make the show better, our Discord server where you can chat with everyone in this cool community and listen to our episodes when we record them live, uh, our merchandise store where you can buy all kinds of shirts, office supplies, even baby onesies with our logos on them, 
Uh, have I missed anything? I think that's about it. Comments for me. Hashtag Lots comments of comments for, for me. Huh? Oh, the comments thank, for Lane. Thank you, everyone. You guys, you guys are an amazing, amazing community, amazing fandom, and like I love each and every one of you. And you guys have made me really pursue my passions and really make me help me realize the stuff that I really love. And like you know, I love robots a lot more now. So. My favorite part was getting Lane into Ultraman. What have you done? No, Pinkaster's still Pinkaster's still my my title. That's my previous title, but it's still mine. No, Blaze, one, no, one, no one will take that away from me. Blaze is just trying to steal everyone's title. Like when I became Goldcaster, can I be the new Yellowcaster? No. Watch if we're if we're ever done with Cast Ranger, Blaze is just like gonna rise and be like, I will take it over. I will make sure Cast Ranger continues going on. Let's see you set up the same kind of infrastructure I have here. Right, hey, you can surprise me. You never know. Possible. I mean, hell. I will be the cast ranger. But I love you all, and I promise that when we come back with a new episode, I will be here on Discord. Great caster will return. Oh, yeah. I'm not, go- I'm not gone. I'm not fucking gone. Speaking so. of, WandaVision was fucking awesome this week. Yeah, go watch WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision, WandaVision. WandaVision. I prefer Wand Multiplication. And just a reminder. The earth is neither flat or round. It's so, fucked. It's a rugby ball. It's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, it's okay. Good. All right. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.